Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3, this evening runway. Elliot Dank and Timothy Go with you. Time now for Culture Club. Well, we're talking about the Majority Trust, a local philanthropic organization that aims to highlight underserved causes and charities here in Singapore. Of course, they're hoping to build a thriving and sustainable community for everyone. Yeah, it sounds like a bit of a cultural shift that we're trying to achieve here. And for the fourth year in a row, TMT is partnering with Marina Bay Singapore Countdown 2024, presented by the Urban Redevelopment Authority. And this year's collaboration is going to be called Brightening Lives, and it will see people light projections expertly mapped onto some of Singapore's most iconic landmarks. We're talking here about the Merlion, the Fullerton Hotel, and for the first time, the Art Science Museum. Yeah, this is going to be quite nice. Uh, created by students from institutions like LaSalle College of the Arts, Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts. So these artworks, right, they put a spotlight on several social challenges in Singapore. They're going to focus on four core groups. And I'm sure you might know someone in this group, given the aging society we're in. So people who face dementia, uh, youths who face mental health issues, migrant workers, this is a good one, as well as issues surrounding education and employment. And to tell us more about this year's project and how this will all benefit communities in need, we have in the studio Mr. Martin Tan, Chief Executive Officer of Majority Trust. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start off with uh, trying to get to know the Majority Trust. Tell us about it. Well, uh, Majority Trust is a philanthropic platform. We work with donors and we work with grantee partners and bring them into an ecosystem that supports each other. Okay. Uh, we're helping donors make their money go further mm-hmm. by investing in some of the most promising charities in Singapore that ranges anywhere from a grown-up group okay. uh, all the way to an IPC charity in very specific areas. So we run about 10 funds currently focusing on specific issues that our research tell us where mm-hmm. the unseen and unmet needs are. Mm-hmm. So Majority Trust is not a charity, but you are like a middleman. Yeah, we're like an aggregator, but we are an IPC charity ourselves. Because okay. when we look at philanthropy, we mm-hmm. tend to look at philanthropy differently. Sometimes when we think about philanthropy, we think about, you know, we'll just give a charity to a charity mm-hmm. yes. um, and then we leave it up to their own devices and we hope for the best. Okay. But we see philanthropy a little bit further than that. Right. We want to be able to partner the charities we support. We walk the journey with them. We run master classes. Oh. We bring mentors for them. We bring town halls together. We create collaborative platforms. We bring our donors on learning journeys okay. with them. The whole idea is that we can do good together so that we can have an ecosystem that actually supports what they do on a longer term basis and to help them achieve far greater goals than they doing on their own. Wouldn't Hmm. helping them become self-sustainable be also consider a, a big role? Very much so. You know, like a VC, you want to exit with an IPO. Yeah. For us, we want to exit when the charity become an IPC. Because right. the moment they become an IPC, fundraising becomes a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. About 70% of our funding goes to smaller non-IPC charities okay. because we want to help them accelerate, we help them grow, we want to give them the resources they need, more mm-hmm. than just the money, but to surround them with the right like-minded people and the like-hearted donors who will support them along the way. Mm. So I can hear people listening to this conversation yeah. right now, Martin. So what's in it for Majority Trust? Apart from the karma points, what's in it for you? <laughs> well, 
a lot of us in the office have been involved in charities in one way or another. I've mm-hmm. been now doing this for over 20 years. Wow. Uh, when I first started with the Halogen Foundation, I realized that you need a group of people who believe in you mm-hmm. when you are starting out. You don't know anyone. Nobody knows you. Yeah. It's very hard to raise funds. You need backers who will say, you know what, I'm willing to take a bet on you. That same thing that happened for me 20 years ago with Halogen is what we're trying now to mm. do with a lot more charities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have funded now over 200 over charities with great in innovative projects, uh, great innovative ideas from youth mental health to elderly dementia and caregiving in areas that our research tells us where the needs are. Mm -hmm. And a number of them have slowly exited, like they have become IPCs themselves and now they come back as part of the ecosystem to help other smaller charities, which is great. Big fan of Halogen Foundation, by the way, because I helped to raise some money for them last year. And that that brings me to the point of of these these four core groups, right? So that falls under education, employment. And all of these are identified through data. How do you gather that? So we see research as a big part of who we are at the majority, largely because sometimes if you just focus on organization, you tend to see a problem on a organizational lens. If you look at society issues at the core of what they are, I'll give you an example. When we did our research on youth mental health, for example, we have decided that the Blue Star Fund, which is our youth mental health fund, focuses on age 10 to 16. And we focus on anxiety, depression and suicide prevention. Now, we had this conversation in 2018. In 2019, we started work on it. Oh. And in 2020, we launched the fund. So okay. it's very narrow, largely because less than 10% of Singapore's intervention in youth mental health goes to this particular age group okay. beyond the MOE schools, right? So how do we therefore then bring this data and this knowledge and this information to donors so they, to say, hey, you know what? Let's do something. Let's shine a spotlight on the issue. Once we can aggregate the resource, thanks to Museum Mars, we have a million dollars to start. We shine a spotlight on the issue and then the charities now focus their energy and say, hey, yes, we want to serve young people in that area. Give an example of one charity we supported. They're called Limitless. They came to us and say, you know what? Young people are no longer where we think they are. They are gaming. They are on online. So they are on what they call a Discord server if they're gaming. <laughs> so they wanted to invest in the Discord server to reach out to young people where they're at. And they said, they you know, in the first year, they're targeting to reach 300 young people. Okay. In that year, after we funded them, we funded the Discord server, they reached 900 kids. Wow. So when we are not organizational focused in our philanthropic work, but we are focused on the causes and what the research is telling us, we tend to find areas that sometimes are not well attended to, more unmet, and we can surface it in the national consciousness so that people can talk more about it, less stigma, and then more resources can pour. That's the reason why we're partnering URA to do the Meridi Bay Countdown. Do you get like, I don't know, pushback where... Oh, yeah, you've got this data, but this seems like a very niche, (laughs) pardon my use of the word niche, but but do you get that? How do you deal with that? So we tell people that societal impact is part of a spectrum. It's a many helping hands approach. We use that a lot, but we believe in it wholeheartedly. Mm. We can't do what we do without our donors. And our donors can't do what we do without our grantee partners. Mm -hmm. And as part of Majority Trust's way of doing it, we're part of a larger ecosystem with Community Chess, for example, Community Foundation, NVPC. All of us have only one goal. We want to build a better Singapore. Mm -hmm. So it's not about doing everything as one entity, but about partnering with each other and say, you know what, there is a niche I can play in. There's a niche I can do something special with it. We're not big. We're a small organization. This is only our sixth year. We are slowly learning the ropes are slowly meeting yeah. the needs on the ground and letting research guide us and we have been thankful we've been lucky that we have a group of donors who believe in what we do okay very interesting point you brought up there that you have all these organizations including majority trust and you want to build a better singapore do we really need organizations to tell us 
that we need to do something to make our society better? Like, shouldn't this be coming from every individual? I mean, I'm talking about we, we take, for example, public transport. There will be signs there to yep. give up Glenda or something, give up your seat to somebody. <laughs> you know, like, yes. why do we need to remind people about this when this should come from everyone? I think it's a... It's an overall nudge across a different spectrum of influence. We all need a nudge once in a while. You can see, you know, advertisement and then you tell yourself, you know, maybe I should do something about it. But by the time your bus journey ends, you know, you may have forgotten about it. And then you listen on radio on Money yeah. FM and you yeah. hear a great interview and they say, hey, I should do something about it. I think it's just about being part of the overall mm. uh, ecosystem. But what I think what is important is... If we can give people good information, then we believe that people will end up being giving more mm-hmm. of their time, of their resources, of their money. Because sometimes we just don't see the situation. Give an, an example. Elderly in isolation, for example, mm-hmm. is, is something. Them, right? We don't see them. They are mm-hmm. all stuck within the HDB blocks. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges about elderly in isolation, which is an area we're supporting, is that because they're isolated, they don't meet people, sometimes mm-hmm. they don't take medicine on time. Yeah. yeah. So we support a charity. Uh, called Kampong Kakis. They have a whole, there are thousands of volunteers that actually go into the homes and spend time with these elderly. And one of the things they do is to make sure that they take their medicine on time, what we call medical escort, bring them to the clinics, to the polyclinics and so on. Sometimes these are things that we don't see in everyday life. Yeah. Organizations like ours, like CFS, like Comchess, it's really bring this to the surface and say, hey, there are needs in Singapore. We are by nature very generous people and mm-hmm. we volunteer our time. It's just about doing good really together. And that's where the magic happens. Like effective good. I, I feel in the world that where there's so much information, you're kind of giving more information to focus a person. Whereas in the past, uh, I guess during our time, it's something as simple as Hao Kong Ming and yeah. automatically, which <laughs> means good true. citizen, mm-hmm. you automatically would be like that. Yeah. So the purpose of doing this for the countdown yep. is it because we're at that time of the year, as Tim says, we need to grow. Come up points. Come up points. <laughs> Top up your come up a, points before the year end. Psychological data there. <laughs> well, I think that December is a great. You know, it's end of the year. It's countdown. It's Christmas. Yeah. People are in the spirit of giving. It's uh, true, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's a great opportunity. NVPC okay. runs Giving Tuesday, uh, uh, Giving Week. We really rally our people to think about and bring the consciousness and yeah. awareness. And if each of us play our part well, then we have a whole spectrum of influence, of nudge, mm-hmm. of people doing something. Some people volunteer their time. Yeah. Some people yeah. give money. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see that the entire country coming together. Singaporeans, by nature, are very generous. That's true. That's so the question for us is how do we get people to give more, mm. not just mm. money, but also their time and their energy and even attention, yeah. right? We may have a neighbor who's an elderly in isolation. If in, just in December, we spend a little bit more time and effort to talk to that person, right. now we can do wonders. It's true. Another thing I wanted to bring up now that you're talking about this is that, yes, you give your money, your donation, and some people will be, that's enough for me yep. for the year or whatever, you know, four times a year. Some people will give time. Now, for those people who give time, they cannot always give time because they they have other things to do to be able to give time i need to do my work so that i have time to spend so how do you convince people to convince everyone in fact to do a little bit every little bit of time 
Elliot gives one day, I give one day, and everyone gives one day. You have 365 days of somebody talking to an elderly, for yep. example. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm coming up from a personal experience where I was involved with Meals on Wheels, wheels? Yep. during the COVID time because I wasn't working here. I had plenty of time, so I was delivering, and I've seen these isolated elderly people that you're talking about. But then when the world came back to normal, I got too busy. I haven't done it for two years. Yep. But somebody should be taking my place. So how can we convince more people to do that? And that's where I think your original question is, do we need organizations to actually mm-hmm. get some of these things going? Because it's right, when it's episodic or when it's based on a, a pandemic, for example, people respond. We, I mean, a majority, we at, through, at the SG Strong Fund, we funded about 160, almost 160 ground-up groups mm-hmm. to a certain extent because they were all responding. But as mm-hmm. the pandemic coming, I wouldn't say close to an end with all the cases, but you see a lesser activity because People travel more, yeah. people start working, and so on. Mm-hmm. Organization helps institutionalize some of this work. So as we grow ground-up groups to become charities on their own, which is one of the key things the Majority Trust is trying to do, is to incubate them, grow them. And for some of them, hey, you can grow beyond a ground-up group, become an organization we can support. And we help them in their first three years. Mm. So we have a fund called the Lam Soon New Horizon Fund that is almost like an accelerator fund to help oh, them okay. grow to a point where they have the ability to institutionalize some of these things. Our goal, and I, think, I don't think it's just the Majority Trust goal, I think collectively all of us, and Tim, what you are saying, is that if enough of us actually mm. do our part, yeah. we can actually make Singapore a really wonderful place to be a part of. We should never be shy away from giving just one day. Mm. Sometimes people say, oh, you know, I only have one day okay. means nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right? Now, that, if we can change that mindset to say, yeah. you know what, I only have one day, let me just make that one day count. Yeah. And if enough of us do that, hey, we can do a lot of good with it. And you know what, you know, Elliot, to your point, why December? And I think December is a great time to remind everybody of that. Yeah. That in the season of giving, we can give time, we can give money, but it doesn't matter how big, how small, what matters is that we all want to do something. The mm. gift of attention is mm. something that we can do wonders with it in our blocks, in our houses, in our community. Once we have a community coming together, then that's where the magic happens. He's talking about giving time, but it's also about timing it in such a hectic year that we've had. Everyone's rushing out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we should think about this heading into 2024. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. We've been speaking with Martin Tan, who's the Chief Executive Officer for the Majority Trust. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.